Is USA Network's Falling Water a dream you'll want to keep having? Welcome to the TV-holic previews, where we help you find the prime in prime time by checking out new shows and letting you know ahead of time which ones are worth watching. I'm Jason the TV-holic, and on this episode we are taking a look at USA Network's new psychological thriller, Falling Water, which is an intersection between reality and unconscious thought. It plays off the idea that many have wondered of whether the events in our dreams are trying to tell us something. Here we follow the story of three unrelated people who slowly realize that they are dreaming separate parts of one single common dream. Each is on their own individual quest for something that can only be found in their subconscious. Yet, the more they begin to dream and use that tool to advance their quests, the more they realize that their visions are trying to tell them something and that their real lives may actually hang in the balance. Falling Water was co-created by Blake Masters and the late Henry Bromel. Masters serves as showrunner here and previously was the creator of NBC's Law & Order LA and Showtime's Brotherhood. He also wrote the Denzel Washington Mark Wahlberg star Two Guns. Bromel was an executive producer and writer on Showtime's Homeland and Brotherhood, AMC's Rubicon, CBS's Chicago Hope, and NBC's Homicide Life on the Streets. Also executive producing and writing here is Gail Ann Hurd, who is presently an executive producer on AMC's Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead, and Sci-Fi's Hunters on the TV side of things. Over on the film side, she's been producer on the Terminator movies, as well as being the co-writer along with James Cameron of the original, as well as movies like Aliens, The Abyss, and many others. It stars David Ajala, who plays Burton. He is the head of in-house security at a big multinational investment banking firm. Previously, he was Will on ABC's short-lived Black Box. Lizzie Brochure plays Tess, a woman that has the uncanny ability to predict the next big trend, but is always searching for the child that nobody believes she ever had. Previously, she has been Coco on FX's The Strain, Claudine on Ovation's Versailles, and was Grace in FX's American Horror Story Asylum. Will Yoon Lee plays Taka, a police detective nicknamed The Hunch. You may have seen him as Sang Min, periodically on CBS's Hawaii Five-O reboot, or he was Quan in the final season of Cinemax's Strike Back. Zach Orth plays billionaire Bill Borg, who is using his vast wealth to research dreams and how they may be connected. Most recently, you could have seen him as Drew on Hulu's Casual, or JJ in Netflix's Wet Hot American Summer First Day of Camp, or before that, as Aaron Pittman in NBC's Revolution. Kai Lennox plays Woody Hammond, a private equity specialist at the same firm that Burton works at. He most recently played Eric in Gone, A Wayward Pine Story, the online companion series to the TV show. And before that was Detective Alvarez on ABC's unfortunately short-lived The Unusuals. Closing out the main cast is Anna Wood, who plays the woman in red, she who Burton has had a relationship in the past and is obsessed with after her disappearance. She was Jamie Sawyer on CBS's short-lived Reckless and Nicole 
on NBC's also short-lived Deception. I was very interested going into this one. I mean, the premise sounds interesting. And while I'm not too familiar with much of the cast, it does have a pretty solid set of executive producers and creators behind it. I was so interested in it that I actually stood outside in San Diego at Comic-Con for almost an hour to get in to be able to see this before the press room. I was hoping that after seeing it, I'd have better questions to be able to ask the producers. But unfortunately, as what seemed to be with most of the audience there, I left confused. There was about a thousand other people in the room, and it had mostly emptied out from the previous panel. And as I was leaving, so was most everybody else. So the vast majority of the people that were in the room were there to see Falling Water and had some sort of interest in seeing it whether it was just because getting to see something early or having heard something about it or read what it was about a little bit, they were interested in being there. The thing is, is it got a very tepid response. And I think it's because I wasn't the only one that was confused by the episode or that lost my way halfway through. There was a nice smattering of applause, sort of courteous for, you know, thanks for uh, being here. Thanks for bringing this. And not much chatter as people were leaving the room, which is not something that you see when people have been engrossed or really interested in what they just saw. You get big applauses and lots of people talking about what they just saw. And it's pretty loud as people are leaving the room because they're sort of jacked up on what they've just seen. And this is a group of people at Comic-Con that is predisposed to like this type of content. So to me, not a good sign in the press room afterwards, though, it was interesting listening to Masters and Heard talk about the show, except that I had just seen the show and I didn't feel like they were talking about the same thing as what I just watched. They talked about how they weren't trying to trick you and that you should be able to pick up the language of the show and understand what is a dream and what is reality. And I just felt that if that's the case, that I must have missed something while watching the first episode, because I got lost halfway through, and by the end, I wasn't sure what was what. And having watched the second episode, I'm not sure that it cleared things up all that much more. I think it may have been a little bit more obvious as to what was going on, which was dreams and which wasn't. But ultimately, it still felt confusing, and maybe to a lesser extent, but while I do feel that I do have kind of a handle on what each of the three main characters, uh, Burton, Tess, and Taka, are looking for or what they're a part of and how potentially those things may at some point come together. But I still felt lost and not in a good way. The show is trying to follow in the footsteps of Mr. Robot in that more offbeat and darker challenging type of series, except that is confusingly intriguing, while this is confusingly not. As a show like this, just makes me wish that USA Network went back to their blue sky days, because I used to watch everything that they had back then, and now, not so much. But you can find out about Falling Water yourself when it premieres Thursday, October 13th on USA Network, or right now you can go online and watch it at USA Network's website. We'll have links to the official site as well as links to where you can watch the show online, 
as well as a trailer in the show notes at tvholic.com slash preview slash falling water, where you can also find links to where you can subscribe to the podcast online. If you subscribe, you'll get notified when new episodes are available. I'd be very interested in hearing your opinion on falling water. If you go and check it out, let me know what you think. Did you get lost halfway through like I did? Do you think there's something there? Do you find Lizzie Brochure as mesmerizing as I do? Let me know in the comments on the show notes or hit me up on Twitter at the TVaholic. And until next time, this has been the TVaholic Previews, Falling Water.